Hello and welcome to the Fellowcast. This is episode number 22. I am Valdu and today I am very excited. I know I always say I'm excited, but I'm especially excited today because as you already know, if you have been listening before, that we are busy with a season called Who is Who? Who's Who? at the Fellowship. And today I have my first couple for an interview. Woo! Cue the music, cue the hands clapping at the uh, in the background. Uh, they are with me today and they are just going to be sharing about who they are, uh, what they've been doing and how God has moved in their life. And I really want to encourage you, if you are listening to this, do not uh, stop listening because it's going to get so good. There's so much testimony in, in their life story that it's ridiculous. And it's so in- encouraging to hear how God has moved within their lives and to see the fruit of that. And I really I really want to encourage you to, to get into a mode of receiving. The word says that freely we have received, so freely we must give. And Henry and Landy really are people that give generously from what God has given into their lives. Get in receive mode and listen out for the gems. Listen out for the wisdom that they carry. Welcome to episode number 22 of the Fellowcast, and I have Henry Stevens and Landy Stevens with me today. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> it's good to have you, and would you mind just introducing yourself, telling us who is Henry and who is Landy? Yeah, who is Henry? Um, I, I suppose I'm just an average guy. Um, I'm a handyman by trade. I come previously from a corporate world, and... Yeah, I've got a passion for Christ, I suppose that's who I am. Mm, And Landy, who's Landy? Um, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a businesswoman, and I'm, like Henry said, passionate for Christ. Okay, awesome. And and I know you guys guys have quite a few pots cooking at the moment. Uh, Henry, what is it that you do for for a living? as I mentioned, I'm a handyman. Uh, I, I do a bit of everything, yes. um, from tiling to um, hanging pictures and everything in between. Um, that that's what pays the bills. Okay. And you came from? You guys moved down to Cape Town. When did you move down? We moved down six years ago um, from Johannesburg. Um, Lundy and I, and I'm not going to try not to talk on her behalf, <laughs> but Lundy and I um, were in corporate in Johannesburg and we kind of just made a decision that the corporate world isn't for us we couldn't deal with the the way things were being done and we decided to make a big move we needed a personal move as well but from a business perspective probably the best thing we've ever done okay and did you like was handyman kind of DIY stuff always something you were doing even while you were in the corporate or is it something that you picked up um yeah, look, I kind of grew up knowing it. My father owned the engineering workshop, so he taught me, he passed away when I was 12, but before that he taught me to weld and he taught me all kinds of things. Um, when I had my own house in Johannesburg, I built my own kitchen in sure. and I did my own little renovations and stuff like that. When we initially came to Cape Town, quite a story, we were going to open a coffee shop and I think 90% of people moving from Joburg want to open open a coffee shop <laughs> when they come to Cape Town. 
Uh, quite possibly, but, right. Yeah, I think I... <laughs> but um, so, yeah, that was our initial look. And then um, we went into a coaching type thing, but there wasn't a very big demand for operational coach because that's where I specialize in operations yeah. and systems and things like that. And um, yeah, I just made the decision i think one day i woke up and i said to lundy i'm yeah i think we i need to be an enemy <laughs> something like that i can't really remember how it happened and eventually i became an enemy okay. <laughs> fantastic oh that's where you are right now and lundy yourself what, what is it that you do as a day job um if you have to ask me what i do as a day job i think it's a whole mingle moose of stuff <laughs> throw it at us <laughs> yeah we know. um First and foremost, I, I go where God sends me. Mm. Um, I, I honestly believe where I'm sitting right now is because of a God-called duty. Yeah. Um, I'm actually a sales and business improvement coach. Okay. Now, that sounds like a big word and a, and a big title, but it actually isn't. Um, when we came down to Cape Town, as Henry mentioned, that we want, actually wanted to start a coffee shop. That was for me. Mm. I, I wanted out of corporate and I didn't want to be involved in business at all. I wanted a coffee shop. And um, by God's grace, he connected me with some guy that does training. And we had coffee at Eden on the Bay. I was still dressed in a suit. I remember it's a big wow. joke. <laughs> and um, he said to me, Lundy, that's not who you are. Yeah. Um, I don't see you in doing that. So I said, well, I don't know what else I'm going to do. I'm doing the coffee shop. Yeah, he oh said yes. to me, you're going to get bored. And I met with him the Thursday. The Saturday he phoned me and he said to me, I need you to go and see a client for me on Monday morning. And I said, for what? And he said, no, 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 you'll figure it out. And I said, okay. And I got in the car and I left and I went. And that's where my consulting and my coaching started. Wow. And that's evolved um, by, God, by God's hand completely where yeah. I now restructure businesses. I coach CEOs. Sure. I, um, yeah, I, I invest in people's lives. My whole life has changed. So for me, I go where God sends me. I haven't cold called on myself. Um, it is purely by word of mouth. So it's God that puts the people in my path. So it's really awesome. That's awesome. I yeah. just love how these conversations, there's always like testimonies that come out of it. Um, when we just get to share our life stories, we realize how God's hand's been in it, how you've, how you've explained. And, and both of you mentioned something while you were talking about coaching, and that's kind of your art as well, Henry. And you, you, you are in coaching at the moment in business. But you, the two of you also, and I'm excited to say this is the first couple that I have on the fellow cast, but, but you guys also do the marriage journey, which really is coaching um, and you obviously have a love for people and to see people succeed and, and, and thrive in life um, tell us more about this this marriage journey what is about uh, or how did you get to doing that yeah um, well we're very honored to be the first couple on Philokos so, am I. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah uh, probably something many people won't know this is our second marriage um, Lundy and I went through quite a difficult time in Johannesburg, both business-wise and personally. Um, we both had not-so-nice divorces. And, um, yeah, then we kind of met and we weren't going to get married. And that's a whole new testimony on its own, how God led us to actually kind of um, get married or make the decision to yeah. get married. Um and then we we looked at it and 
Lundy had a passion for it. She said, "Look here, we need to we need to get involved in marriage ministry." Mm. God just laid it on her heart, and I also looked at it and I said, "You know what? I don't want to repeat what happened before. If if yeah, God's good. Everything God does is good. Everything from God is good. So why was marriage so bad? Yeah, and I needed to find out why how marriage can be good." We, we were so privileged through friends of ours to get linked up with um, a couple yeah, in Cape Town that are in marriage ministry. And we attended a course and, well, we actually met them first. And, and one of the things they said, uh, they said to us, oh, they were very excited. Oh, yes, you get involved and all this and all this. So we said, well, well me being the typical business um, man and all the rest of that said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I first want to see this before I get involved in this. So we paid, paid our fee and we went on a weekend retreat with them. And yeah then there was no looking back mm. we immediately got involved um from that perspective um we got very heavily involved we both sit on the board of the um npo um i'm one of the trustees it's, it's a passion yeah but the passion comes from wanting to change people's marriages to invest in people's marriages invest in what god designed a marriage to be and that that is my passion and i can tell you categorically now at the time that we went on the course we were married a year and we were happier than happy can be we yeah. were still we thought no one can teach us anything we know this yeah but we'd also come out of previous marriages so we kind of came with open eyes yes we knew what marriage was we knew what to expect and we were kind very honest with each other um, not brutally honest, just honest. Yeah. Brutally honest is manipulative. We were just honest with each other and open with each other. And so when we went on this course, suddenly we realized, you know what, this, we can be happier. Yeah. Can you believe it? We can be happier. And, and there's more. And that's where we just invested further and more and harder into it. And we want to share that. Yeah. And I, what I'm hearing is that it, it kind of stemmed from a personal desire to to do it right, to grow and to to actually invest in something that should be a lifetime journey, which the both of you model. For, um, I mean, I get to see it just with a little bit I get to do with you guys. Um, maybe, Landy, if you want to talk to just how coming from a previous marriage and even before you got married the first time, perceive the perception of marriage i think for many young people uh, can people that get married or before they get married can can be um what's the right word it can be a bit skewed uh, how did your perception of marriage change over the years and and through w what happened um in your guys's life i don't know if that's too loaded for you <laughs> no not at all um i think i'll just i'll share my my story which might just unpack a lot of that is I got married when I was very young. Um, I was 18 when I, when I got married. was straight out of school. And um, for me, marriage was, um, it was an escape. Uh, my parents were divorced. So for me, it was, um, well, if I can't have a family at home, I'm going to create my own. Sure. Um, so the, I find that a lot of young people see marriage, it's, it's one of two ways. Either we don't want to get married, we actually want to just live together. And that's nice. 
Um, and the second one is, well, I want a, I want a family now, so I'll create my own family. Mm. So it's a bit of a warped sense of what marriage actually is. Yeah. So if I have to talk to young people before they get married is, in your mind, understand why are you why are you getting married because mm. of that if it's a warped sense it's not going to make it because marriage isn't easy marriage is hard work it's really a lot of hard work but the rewards are so great um getting through to to the divorce um i was married for 18 years um and starting the marriage off wrong actually just caused a whole lot of stuff to happen we never went for help um it just spiraled into something really bad um of which i had four kids so i never left because of the kids but it got to a point where it was actually just too much um there was drugs involved my ex got addicted to drugs and there was a lot of anger and a lot of hatred that came out of that so when i met henry we worked together um for me it was no I don't want to marry again because I don't want to get hurt again I don't want to get destroyed again my trust was broken I had no identity I had no self-confidence I was actually a horrible person to be around and um, we were actually at, uh, attending a church um, at that stage and we went through the DNA um, a lovely couple one of the pastoral teams and on the last evening um, Mark and Cole actually said to Henry and I, because my father passed away in that in that period as well, so they did the ceremony for us. Okay. And they said to us, um, Lundy, are you guys married? And we were like, no, very proud to say, no, we're not married, and no, we're not getting married. And, and they actually said something very profound to us. Um, they said, you know what? You're welcome to come fellowship with the church, but we cannot partner with you because you're living in sin. Yeah. Which actually sat with me and it began began the conviction that God was talking to me to say, you either need to break it off or you need to get married because I can't bless you if you're living in sin. And um, it started working in me. It started working in Henry. But it actually got to a point where God started to speak to me and he said to me, you need to move to Cape Town. You need to break ties with Joburg and you need to start new. And um, Henry arrived home, he had a baseball meeting that night, and he arrived home, and he walked into the room, and he sat down, and he was talking to me, and I just blurted out, I said, I'm moving to Cape Town. And he said to me, but what about us? And I said, well, we're not married, so if you want to come with, you can come with, but otherwise, I'm, I, I need to go, I need to go, God has spoken. And um, after about three or four hours of huge discussions, he walked around the bed, and he proposed so <laughs> it was like yeah Don't okay. let grass grow under all right your feet. okay um and mark and cole actually I, I phoned them and i said you know what henry and i are getting married and that was in august when henry proposed the end of august and they said well when are you wanting to get married and i said well we've chosen the 9th of february when we're in cape town and they were like no that, that this doesn't work you two need to get married like now yeah and we were like okay and they said no but just it's just us this is a god marriage you need to fix and that actually started to resonate within me of we need to step out in obedience and that's where our step of obedience started um, i believe that our whole life journey started with that so we we got married and i remember colette actually saying to henry and i and, and that stuck with me she said to me um because of your your obedience um, your marriage is going to be double blessed. 
and and that's when the burning desire for marriages actually stepped in which i didn't realize at the time that when god blesses you double you need to give the other away so we came to Cape Town and got involved in marriage ministry and it just evolved from there. And this burning desire to invest into other people's lives from a marriage perspective actually birthed there. I just love how God redeems things and, and what, he, what we can start wrong, He can just redeem that. And like you say, there's a double blessing when we obey and when we step out. And, and you shared some things in there that's like these defining moments with God that you know that if I don't obey now, I'm going to not necessarily miss out, but I'm, I'm actually just delaying the, the goodness of God on my life. And that's really awesome to, to hear. And maybe if I would like to hear from both of you, uh, what are some of the things that you've learned that are some keys to healthy marriage? Because you've, you've been on both ends of the scale and, and it's not that we, we choose those things, but often our, I think a lot of people believe that their past is going to determine their future and you know what, what happened in the past has now set the course of my life where very plain and clear in your lives that it doesn't. And, and we know it doesn't, even if we haven't seen it, we know that God promises that our past doesn't have to determine our future. So what are some of the keys that you guys have learned to a healthy marriage going through this process? I think the number one key would be communication. Yeah. But let me just talk about communication for a little while. Communication isn't just talking. Yeah. <laughs> communication isn't shouting at each other from across uh, the room. Communication isn't um, the one talking and the other one having to keep quiet and do as they told. Communication is really a two-way street. It's a, the key of communication is being able to listen to hear. Yeah, sure. Um, so everyone says, yeah, we, we need to communicate. In other words, I need to say more. No. When you're communicating effectively, you're saying less and you're listening more. So if I have to break down one thing that I would have changed in my previous marriage that would have had a major effect on that, and one thing that I am very passionate about currently, it is being able to keep my mouth closed and just listen to hear and mm. to understand. Sure. I like that. I, I listened to a guy called Danny Silk a while back, and he, he also says the whole goal of communication is to understand it's not to get your point across or to convince or to debate it's really to to understand what where someone else is and i know you guys have that all oh, your island and and my island and i think that's brilliant because what it does is it says you need to be able to allow me in you need to be able to look to understand me instead of getting your point across to sometimes hurt and and win and if I win, you lose. I think you guys use that term as well. Uh, it, it isn't. No, it needs to be win-win. <laughs> I don't know if you have any wisdom for us, Landy. I know you have, but do you want to mm. share it? I think just to to add on to Henry and to to finish with with you, Valdo, is um, you know in the word it talks about dying to self, and it's one thing that I've learned um, in my second marriage with Henry is is how to die to self because if you look at communication when you are communicating you need to put yourself on the back burner and listen to what the other person says and for me um, yeah Henry has helped me a lot with that because I'm a talker and I communicate um, when I talk I want to be heard and I process by speaking and he's taught me to 
shut up yeah. <laughs> often, <laughs> often. Um, another thing that I've learned from from our second marriage is is to forgive mm. um, and to forgive quickly, quickly. very quickly. Um, because if you don't forgive quickly, um, a lot of bitterness starts to creep in. And I think that's when the enemy gets a stronghold in your in your life and your marriage life. Um, because your spouse is going to hurt you. They are going to hurt you. It's going to happen. So it's it's learning to understand who your spouse is. And nine out of ten times, they're not hurting you on purpose. Yeah. It's not, they're not because doing they it to hurt you. you. They love you. Yeah. Um, and then we take offense and then we build up this huge... Henry calls it a tower of accusation. To, and then you get to hurt yourself more. And then, yeah, you build up this huge wall. So I think a big thing that I've learned is, and it's been a huge journey for me. Um, God's taken me on a massive journey to, to learn to forgive. Because um, forgiveness doesn't, didn't come naturally to me. Um, throughout my life, I would, I would be angry with people. And yeah, through our second marriage, Henry and I have learned a lot about forgiveness and moving on and understanding. And if you don't have those things, it, it makes your life very difficult. That forgiveness part is massive. And even to forgive before someone asks for forgiveness, which is very difficult because they, they need to know that they're wrong before me to forgive them. That kind of attitude we have. I mean, it's, it is a struggle, I think, for many Christians is to go... But they need to apologize. But we didn't apologize to Jesus before he hung on that cross. And, and I, s I see that as a pattern for marriage as well. Um, but forgiveness with communication, that's a winning recipe. Because when we sl start to communicate how we feel uh, to understand, then it's easy to see, wow, I didn't know that I made you feel this way. But because you are open and honest, now I, I can actually ask for forgiveness. Because oftentimes you guys would, I suppose, agree we get offended and the other person doesn't even know that they've offended us. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I call the Tower of Accusation, yeah. branded and trademarked by <laughs> Henry Stevens and um, Lundy Stevens. It's, <laughs> it's basically when we don't have enough to have a fight over. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so you didn't wash the dishes and you didn't take your cup and you didn't so it's not enough to fight it's just enough to mention but when i've got enough of these small things then i've got enough to fight so now my tower of accusation is big enough to have that fight and now i'm ready because now i'm justified in my fight and um if i'm not forgiving those small things all i'm doing is i'm building that tower and Often we, we hear about um, people that get divorced and it's, I, I don't know where they came from. They look so happy. It's because the tower of accusation was being built. So it came, everything, everyone was smiling. Everyone was happy. Everyone was, uh, yeah, the marriage looked perfect. But in the meantime, that tower just got bigger and bigger and bigger till the point where it yeah. fell over. Yeah. And then there was no going back yeah. because it was just too much. Sure. Reminds you of that scripture, you know, love keeps no record of wrongs. To be able to to keep a clean record between each other and communicate it and say, hey man, you really hurt me there. Even though you don't know it, I know you love me and I choose to forgive you. Uh, sometimes it's not wise to say that to the person. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that thing about forgiveness is a personal journey. If, if someone's done you wrong, don't go to them and say, I forgive you. Yeah, no. Because all they're going to do is, you forgive me for what? I haven't done anything. Or they're going to take offense to you saying you forgive them. You know, so uh, forgiveness is very much a personal journey. Yes, in many instances we get, get the opportunity to talk it out. 
but in our in our marriage we need to be so safe in the space that we in and this is more of what we teach on the marriage journey courses we need to be so safe in that space that we can put these things down there that we can have these conversations these difficult conversations yeah, yeah that's really good and 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 kind of the flip side of that is sometimes we have to have uh, brave communication and those kinds of things what are some some fun things that you've learned to be able to say as as a married couple and i know this may be very personal and and to individual couples but what are some of the things that you you guys say this is fun we're going to invest time in this because this builds our marriage this builds the fun factor the joy and the peace between us are there some things that you would would like to share with people listening today yeah, do you know what? Um, by by understanding what each other enjoy doing and likes, um, back to the sacrifice and dying to to self and so on. I'm I'm a big stickler. I love going and sitting on the beach or sitting in a restaurant at the beach. Should I be very clear about <laughs> that? And having a, a light meal, in other words, a starter meal and a sundowner. I I enjoy that. That's like my connect time. Um, so for me that's better than a date night on my island on Lundy's island it's, it's not so much uh, so but she likes the more active stuff we keen scuba divers that okay, we do nice. together yeah so um, that's our fun we we get to share new things um, you know every time you dive is new it's different yes it's still the same water but it's different and we experience different things and it gives us something new to mutually agree on and i think what's very important about sun a sport like scuba diving it's not like tennis where there's a winner or a loser everyone wins we both win every time it's not a competition it's about just doing something together experiencing each other's presence whether it be um before the dive during the dive or after the yeah. dive and why alandi is it so important to to keep the fun in in a marriage regardless of how long or short you've been married um i just want to give you another example of of fun that doesn't actually mm. cost any money um Henry and I make a point, I mean, I remember, I think it was last week, we were sitting in bed and I was drinking a bottle of water and Bronwyn was sitting there and we were actually getting ready for bed. And I ended it up spitting water on Henry. And yeah, it, it, it becomes a fun thing. Um, for us, it's never, um, there's always moments in our day where we're not serious. It's about cooking together. It's about laughing. It's about having fun. So fun doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go and do an activity. Go out, yeah. Yeah. Or go out for dinner. It's about every day. It's finding the fun moments in every day. So whether you're cooking together and you're throwing flour at each other or you are throwing water at each other or you're chasing each other around the house or a pillow fight, it's it's finding those moments. Yeah. Um, to enjoy each other. To enjoy each other so that things aren't so serious. Yeah. I like that. Um, for me, having fun in a relationship, it takes the, the, the edge off because life is, is very serious and life is really tough. And if you, if you can't have fun and be yourself with your spouse, then you can't be that with anybody else. It's taking that mask off and being saying that this is who I am and I'm quirky and I'm, and I'm funny and I'm weird, but this is who I am. Yeah. And this is who you married. This is who you married. <laughs> Till death do us part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that yeah. is so, I think yeah. that is so key to be able to 
that home is that safe haven where you can just kick your shoes off and and do do what you feel fun and i mean i'm not talking about weird sinful stuff i'm just saying you need to enjoy each other and enjoy what god has created in the other person and in you and and the way that you've you've been created it's so important i believe yeah um landy loves fun so much that she doesn't limit it to home so we'll sit at a restaurant and she'll <laughs> squirt <Spit>. water <laughs> at me or throw oh. ice at me or something I, i'm <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which challenges me yeah. at times. <laughs> but I must say, it, I wouldn't change it. Yeah. I wouldn't change it for anything. Oh, awesome. That's really, really fun to li- to hear. So so tell us something interesting about uh, the two of you that most people won't, won't know about you. I know you've already shared some really, really good stuff, some deep stuff. What are something that, that people won't know about Henry and Lundy? Um, yeah, I, I think the first one which is interesting is... I was raised Afrikaans till I went to school, grade one, which was an English school. I remember the week before grade one, I had to learn to speak English, Wow, which was quite interesting. And from then, I've been English. So uh, very interesting. And um, the other one that I actually thought of as you were asking the question is a lot of people won't realize I'm actually a chronic introvert. If at a party you sitting me uh, see me sitting in a corner, I'm not sad. I'm not unhappy. I'm actually very, very yeah, happy. That's when you're living. <laughs> I'm living. I'm quiet. I'm in my corner. Yeah. I'm watching everyone else, and I don't have to try and find things to say yeah. to people. <laughs> I, I, it might be offensive to extroverts out there, but as an introvert, I'm in my element. I, I can appreciate that, <laughs> Landy. For you, yeah. When um Henry and I were actually sitting chatting about this yesterday. It was like, oh, what doesn't anybody know about me? <laughs> and something that popped up that people always go, wow, okay, is um, I'm actually a grandmother. Wow. <laughs> I knew that, but you knew I that. need to put the reaction. Yeah. <laughs> and nearly a grandmother for the second time. Wow, <laughs> so congratulations. Thank you. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of a shock to the system. I've got four kids. My eldest is 23. Um yeah, so it, I'm still starting to get used <laughs> to the fact that I'm a grandmother. We so must go check the Guinness World Records book to see who's the yeah, youngest grandmother. No, um, hopefully I didn't <laughs> make that right. <laughs> no, that'll always, be an honor. I always say to Henry, oh, now you can grab a granny. <laughs> <laughs> grab a granny. <laughs> that is interesting. You actually you actually told me that a while ago and I was I was surprised. That's that's really awesome. So I know we've we've uh, we actually started off with a lot of uh, meaty stuff through some fun things in between but i, I really want to know and and i mean you can share what needs to be shared but just from from your experience or not your experience when did god come into your lives how did you get saved yeah for me it's quite an interesting story i, I grew up um i suppose in a typical family um what i consider typical let me just clarify that uh, we went to the rks in rustenburg every sunday my parents were good friends with the pastor i mean we haven't lived in rustenburg in 30 years and my mother's still in touch with the pastor the pastor's passed away but the pastor's daughter yeah they still in touch yeah so good friends so grew up that way um my mother actually when i was uh, you know around about matric just after school she she studied at rama bible college to become a pastor um so she's a pastor or qualified pastor let's put it that way 
so I've always had God in my life and I've always known about Christ and I've always considered myself a Christian. Yeah. That was quite funny. Um, I didn't act like one. <laughs> I definitely didn't act like one. <laughs> and then in 2012, was it 2012? Uh, uh, yeah. In June, uh, we went to a breakfast at the church, a business, a church business breakfast. Yeah. It's that where they had a speaker, um, Bill, um, friends of ours, Bill and Julia Taylor. And Bill was the speaker and he was speaking about business and Christianity in business and how to run a godly business and things like that at this breakfast. And then he he said something that touched me and he said, if you aren't born again, I urge you to seek me out and come and and um, fix that. Mm. I don't think that was his exact words. I th I'm sure he said it a lot more eloquently <laughs> than me. Um, but uh, as he sat down, I got up and I walked to him and I said, I'm a sinner and I need Christ. Sure. And even though I considered myself a Christian all my life, that was my defining moment. Mm. From that moment, things changed. Sure. Dra uh, dramatically changed. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm quite open to share who I was and who I am now, but I was not a nice person before that. I drank way too much, excessively way too much. I uh, swore a lot. I I was a terrible. I was an angry person. I had uh, two emotions: angry and not angry. <laughs> Mostly angry. Yeah. Uh, maybe I had one emotion. Angry and quiet. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I had no, I had a sharp tongue. I had sharp wit. I would destroy someone with my mouth without giving it a second thought. I was aggressive physically. Um, I was drunk most nights. Uh, um, for me, um, drinking a case of beers a week was normal. That was just the normal stock. Um, over and above that, it's you'd buy other stuff yeah um swearing was definitely not an issue for me at all um profanity was a habit <laughs> if i can put it that way and suddenly s things changed um the first thing god convicted me on uh, was was the swearing and now i don't swear if uh, if a curse word comes out of my mouth it is Highly unusual, highly, highly. It's it's a really a moment of and weakness. you're quick to repent. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. And um, yeah, everything God's worked with me over the over this time, past six years, very, ex uh, wow, incredibly, where uh, yeah, gently in his in his time. Yeah. And there's times where I thought, why can't I be so holy? Why can't I get this right? And why? And every time something's come up. God's convicted me of that thing, and then I work through it with him, and then, then I'm fine again. Then something else, he'll convict me about something, and then I'm fine again. He's always working. He's always working yeah. at his pace, which he knows is my pace. The word also says he won't give you trials uh, that you can't uh, deal with. One I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, right. uh, One Corinthians <laughs> ten thirteen. There we go. So, um, yeah. So I've kind of in my mind been saved for 
just over six mm. years. Yeah. I just I just love how once we become born again, we don't we don't have to be ashamed of our past. We can share because we're not we're not boasting in that. We're boasting in the change and in, in the change of what the Lord's brought into your life. And I mean, just from the little bit that I've got to know you, these things I mean are evident. I wouldn't even think of you that way but it really is awesome just to see again our god just that redemption it just it there's always an opportunity for god to redeem the things that we've messed up yeah um i i destroyed a lot of relationships i disappointed a lot of people um in my past and the way i was and i must say god's even redeemed that he's redeemed me he's he's given me a new vigor and he's given me a new boldness and he's allowed me to step out in his name and I stand on that I stand on his word I stand on his promises I stand on his forgiveness um, because if I didn't do that I'd be very broken and I'd be very hurt and um, I always say everyone says hurt people hurt people yeah my saying is healed people heal people amen amen yeah. that's that's a good one landy from your side hmm. my story is a bit different to henry's um both my parents weren't christians i had um two grandparents that were but it was your your typical religious old school type um praying and nights on their knees and all the rest but i was never taught Christianity or the Holy Spirit or, or anything like that but I can remember from a very young age I remember it, it I was before school and um, I was sitting in the car and my gran had given me a coin I can't remember the denomination of the coin and I dropped it and I ended up speaking to God and asking him where's the coin and he showed me and if I think back in my life um I've never had, he's always led me, he's always spoken to me, um, and Henry and I laugh, whenever I would go to church, I mean up until the age of 25, 24, 25, whenever they would call if you want to be saved, my hand would go up, I think my hand's gone up like a million times, just to make sure, am, am I saved, because I, I need to check, but if I look back, that I, I can't actually give you a defining moment of this is when I was saved because throughout my life I've been speaking to God like he was a person um, I was an only child and he was my friend he was my best friend I would speak to him um, I remember in when we came down to Cape Town um, I'd never heard of deliverance funny enough it was there's a church just down the road that does deliverance <laughs> and um, I was in my quiet time and God said to me you need to go for befreiding it was in Afrikaans also I was like, oh my word, what is this? I checked the Bible. There was nothing like that in there. And I spoke to one of our friends and I said, I, I need to go for this. He says, oh, deliverance, yeah. Um, he said, I don't know who actually does it. And we went all the way to Paul, Henry, myself, and Bron. And this is how God has been speaking to me throughout my life. He would drop things in my head that you need to do this or you need to go there or you need to um, be obedient in this area. And he's always been there. Um, I mean, if you think of the Hosea story, God has always come to fetch me. Um, I've backslidden a lot, and he's come to fetch me. And then I'll backslide again, and he'll come to fetch me. Um, but he's always been there. I've never had a radical, I haven't had a radical saving, but I've had a radical walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
that's also the, yeah i it's it's amazing how every one of us have an individual story with god because he's such an uh, a, a specific god so to speak he knows your need i mean you shared earlier with when you lived together before you were married god god convicted you in that in that time and and so you're very very right he's, he's always been there and and that's amazing for i think people that may be listening thinking like i i didn't have this radical encounter with god you know came from drugs and you know whatever that's many people's testimony and that's awesome when god saves you from that but i also think it is amazing to hear that we can walk with god our lives we don't have to we don't have to have this kind of uh, paul damascus road in in many ways every time someone gives their life to jesus that is that moment it maybe just doesn't look like that but it really is awesome to to hear just how god has has worked in the, the, the both of your lives so just to finish off with a with a one or two light-hearted questions i'm really really honored that you guys have come in to just be open and, and honest and i think that's what i've enjoyed the most from these last couple of interviews is just people's willingness to actually sh share what god has done and there's no shame involved it really is i'm so proud of what god has done in my life and i really believe there's freedom on this for people that will listen that as they listen things will just come to life and they'll see wow like if that's possible for them it's possible for me so that's the that's the deep end of the river where we went there but if if we had to look for henry and landy i know maybe we'll find henry there in the corner of a restaurant somewhere uh where, where would we find you maybe you can speak to to individually or if, if we would find you together if we had to go looking for you where where would we find you Baldur, it's actually quite strange um henry and i are every spare moment that we can get we we together so i think if you if you had to look for us you'd probably find us probably at at, at a um a coffee shop or a, a restaurant close to the beach where we can see the waves um or you'll find us in the water Scuba. under the water so find us there or you'll find us with our family yeah. um at home we love we love our home um and with friends around us, family, friends, yeah. Okay. So nothing specific, but round the sea, the yeah. ocean, <laughs> the ocean. Go you to the ocean, you'll find us there. You've been converted from yeah. Joburg, oh comes to Cape yes. Town, it's only <laughs> yeah. the ocean. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Mm. Five quick questions, and I want both of you to answer. It's just simple questions. I didn't send it to you beforehand. Um, simple questions. One answer. Place. Cape Town. Henry. Tropical. Tropical. Color. Blue. Green. <laughs> Smell. Roses. Makes me cough. <laughs> Taste. Spicy. Spicy. Chili. <laughs> Spicy. And sound. Peace. Not too loud. Not too loud. That's really good. I like the peace and not too loud. I think they go together because when there's silence, I can have peace. I'm also a guy that loves my peace. Henry and Lundy, thank you so much. I really, really value you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I appreciate what you do, um, not just within the church, but just as your artist to, to see people grow and to take what you've um, been in given and freely give it away and and i've really been blessed by getting to know you guys and spending some time together doing ministry together so if if you have been listening uh see henry and landy around 
take a moment, talk to them, ask them some, some uncomfortable questions, <laughs> ask them to help you with your marriage if you need help. Join the marriage journey. They s- they, they're doing the marriage journey at the moment. Um, it's every last Saturday of the month. So f- more, more or less, you can find the exact dates um, on the Fellowship Communicator or you can speak to them. And if you really uh, feel like this has been something to that's spoken to you, please uh, talk to them about it and, and join in. It's really great. I'm there myself and my wife and we've really been blessed so thank you so much guys i really appreciate it and and i'm hoping that sometime in the future i'll have you back again just to hear what god has been doing thank you thank you until next time bye bye